Podcast Judge! Hello everyone and welcome to episode 135 of Lost in Translation 1. I'm May. And I'm Jay. And this week we watched A Family Quarrel. Or the own-on-own match between men, Masaru vs. Sagara. And the truth about Bansho Leomon. Or Impacto, the truth about Bansho Leomon. Leomon. Isn't that like the clothing line? No. Lululemon? It's just a Leomon evolution, so it's only a matter of time before Lululemon gets stabbed. Lululemon. Lululemon. I mean, Lunamon is a Digimon. So I guess Lunamon and Leomon become Lululemon, and they're a clothing line, apparently. It's a clothing line, like, just made out of Leomon skin. Oh, out of all the dead Leomon. That explains so much. And that's why they're able to have a huge company, because there are so many dead Leomon. For Digi-News this week, first up, we've got some exciting news about Atmon. Atmon came 8th. In the in the preliminary awards, so the top one hundred, and it came eighth. Wait, preliminary awards? So there's real awards after this. Um, the this is like the the fan choice, and then an actual academy will look at it and vote, and uh, probably not vote for Atmon at all. You'll see Atmon be like, Digimon. Which, which series of Russian bots put this here? These are all fake. Hey, look, all the results come from Australia. <laughs> all the votes for this. But uh, no, I so I I did vote once, obviously for it. The the story that it's all you. Yes, it's all me. I I single-handedly pushed Atmon to eighth place. But the point is that is really really great. Like I'm pretty sure Yumi on Ice came first. I still don't. Yeah, we talked about the landslide, and I can't figure out why. Like I've heard, you know, people like these some of those shows, but I never really heard big things about them. But I guess it goes to show that things that receive have good reception in Japan doesn't necessarily reflect in the reception in the West. Well, my Hero Academia is huge in Japan, if I recall correctly, and that came fifteenth. And I feel like Pokemon only came 40th or 50th. Like both Sun and Moon and X and Y. But I know that's really exciting for a a Digimon series to rank so highly. I don't think that that's happened before. It's good though. Good on you, Haru and Ko. You're the best Digimon characters. They really are. I miss them so much. Never coming back, lol. I hope they do. I mean, mean, as I've said before, I'm in two minds. Because what if they come back and it's not a good season? Oh, they could come back in a movie that's bad. You're right. Yeah, they can come back in a movie that's bad. Or they can come back in a, a, you know, Zero Two series that's bad. Ooh, with all the, with all new kids you don't like and don't care about. No, it's about like Watson and uh, Aries friends. I don't know the other idols. But no, I I would like to see an Atmon season two. But like I don't. I think that if it's bad enough, it could sully the beautiful, beautiful show that was Atmon. For lost news lately, Mon. First of all, apologies. Uh, v Tamer and Lane Epps for this month still haven't come out because we've been busy. I've spent time in and out of hospital, not for me, it's but Christmas. for a friend. Also, it's Christmas. But uh, as I said, the uh, the main episodes will never be delayed unless we have like time in advance to warn people and or emergencies or emergencies. But uh, hopefully, actually, next week? given given May's slave driving nature, I could imagine the house being on fire, and she's like, "No, we're recording right now." Wait, no, we're not. We're not finished recording yet. I have to get this episode sent out, <laughs> and like the like the fire is literally like surrounding me. I'm just like, it's fine. Fine, we can do this. But no, we uh, hopefully will be getting the Lane episode, the V-Tamer episode, the stage play episode, and the Try Chapter 3 English dub episode out next week. Uh, hopefully, assuming everything is fine. We'll try for... Obviously, we won't release all of them in one day because that's insane. We'll try w- maybe once a day, hopefully next week. But yes, apologies. We haven't really had the time. I, uh, I, I, My friend got pretty badly injured rollerblading, uh, so I've been taking him to the hospital. I think they got leprosy in the process. I don't know how, No, he's, it looks he, like he's it. Arm is just yellow and purple. It's really funny. Yeah, that's why I think it's the leprosy. Honestly, he's got like a huge ball of pus that's popped out. Like it's 
it's, it's he wants to get it lanced, but they didn't lance it because it, it's attached to nerves. That's gross. You should tell us in way more detail than that. Yeah, no, but it's um. So that's what I was doing today and the other day. But no, that that's uh that's basically what's happened. And so yeah, well, well apologies that it hasn't been out. I'm noticing a lot of people have been checking the calendar and our release schedule and our website, and I'm sorry, I keep on moving the dates. It shocks me that people care, but it's so nice. We have about 10 people a day checking, unless it's the same person every day. Like, I same, need to know. I same need person to know. checking like every hour that they're awake. Is it unique views that attract? Um, I'm not sure. You I think, think if so. I clicked on it, I could, I, see, I could see the unique views. But it's just like, it's, I was like, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry we've been slack. But the main episodes, they're still fine, hopefully. We're recording this, aren't we, I guess? It's, it's happening right now. Speaking of recording things, we recorded this week's Obnoxious Synopsis, so what's happening after this segment, over Discord, we, we recorded over Discord, but we recorded each individually on Audacity, and then I merged the files. So if it sounds like the, the audio quality is less good than what we're doing at the moment, or if like there's some syncing issues, my apologies, I tried to merge them with a clap. But if it sounds better than usual, then let us know, we'll record that way all the time. Yeah, but we, the problem is like when we're recording over the internet, we interrupt each other a lot because we don't know when we're about to talk, and we're not watching each other's manner yeah but what if it's way better yeah i mean this will be a good solution for obnoxious synopsis because it's you know jay doesn't have to drive over for five minutes yeah drive 40 minutes to be like hey we did the thing i'll leave now yeah and we could maybe do that for our shorter episodes like lane or v tamer or any of the special episodes so please actually let us know if it's a good quality it's literally right after this once i'm done talking we'll do the transition music so please listen in uh, and see if it's okay and that's it and on to obnoxious synopsis Please let us know if it's bad, or good, or if it's really good. Please let us. Please give us feedback. The first episode they're watching this week is called A Family Quarrel, or The One-on-One Match Between Men, Masaru vs. Suguru. What do you think will happen this episode? Um, I think that Masaru will find, will find his dad, and they'll have a, a big old punch-up, and I don't think there's going to be a conclusive winner. I think that before the fight concludes, Masaru's going to finally realise that... Um, that Yggdrasil is like an entity that's taken over his dad, not that his dad is actually decided that he is Yggdrasil now. I think that'll happen in this episode. Right. And do you think anything will annoy you in this episode? I I think I think that everything the Saru says, where it's like really, really obvious, hey, that's not your dad. It's like super clear that he's possessed. And he's always like, no, dad, you abandoned us. It's all your fault. Like... Um, that's all going to get really frustrating because, as I said before, I think that probably Bancholiamon is his dad, and there's some kind of soul swapping going on. Right, and do you think it'll be a good episode? Uh, you know what? I think it'll be fine. I I think it'll be decent. Yeah, because we're I think we're about we're probably out of the woods on just fighting a new royal knight every episode. There are a few left, but it's it's probably not going to be the focus of what we're doing. And the other kids are going to just hang out, probably fight Royal Knights and get distracted on their own while this is going on. Right, so what rating do you think you'll give it? Let's give it an incredibly optimistic 7, shall we? So 7? So that, that's not too bad. No, it's very optimistic. Right. And filler or not filler? Which is, I guess I shouldn't really ask that question it's in the last, last like, four, four episodes. episodes of the season. And what was I think there have been seasons where like it was filler and it was the third last episode or something, but it's very unlikely. What series? I feel like no series has has had that. I feel like it happened once. I can't remember off the top of my head though. Because like I feel like usually in like the last couple of episodes, like some pretty heavy duty stuff is going on. Cool. Like you know we've we've just defeated the Dark Masters, or we're finding out who Okawa is, or the D Reapers happening. 
I think Atmon had one. Atmon had some like really late in the game. Uh, Atmon had like character arc completion ones, I guess. Oh no, uh, episode forty-five was the Agumon episode. Yeah, that's really late in the game for a pure filler episode to happen. Well, wasn't well. At least we had a character saying, "Hey guys, uh, Leviathan, though." Yeah, well, there we had it, but it doesn't mean it's not a filler episode. In yeah, fact, like it defines maybe... a filler episode. I th- okay, I guess Atmon was the only one that actually had that, and it just came eighth in the uh, Anime Awards. It slipped back, but it still made it still managed top ten. It's the best eighth ever. That yeah. It would have been better if it was the 10th for that, just so it could be the true line. But uh, it's, better, it's better to be oh, Atmon's so good. Everyone watch Atmon, please. The second episode they're watching this week is called The Truth About Bansho Leomon, or Impact, The Truth About Bansho Leomon. What do you think will happen in this episode? I'm sorry, <laughs> say the truth about Bansho Leomon. The truth about Bansho Leomon? Uh, alright. Because it's think, more or less in both titles. I think my theory has some legs. <laughs> It just seemed reasonable before. Now I think it might be it might be more or less confirmed. And I've always sort of got a sense when I said it, and you're like, "Huh, that's a weird thing for you to say." Um, it'd be right. cool if I called it. So, what was the Japanese title? Impact: The Truth About Bancho Leon. Okay, so they're literally it has, the it's same. the same title. Okay, so because it's, except there's an impact because we find out in the last episode that Yggdrasil is an entity like homeostasis that's doing a, a possession. Then the obviously the obvious follow up question is: Well, then in which case, where, what happened to Masara's actual dad? And that's the answer. So we'll find right. out. And then he'll be like, "No, my dad. He's all he's all frozened up, and you know might die, and that's a bad time." So now he has to figure out how to unfreeze him. Either, I guess he's going to punch Yggdrasil. That's probably the way to go. I would say anyone else would probably like um, negotiate or do or work it out. But he's just going to punch him. Do you think anything will annoy you in this episode? Mm, you know what? I can't think of anything based on this. Because I think I'm too chuffed from the idea that I might have been right for like six episodes. Right. I'll cut to use the word I'm shot. not going to say either way. That's all right. I'll find I guess out. We guess we find out soon. Yeah. I'll find out tonight or tomorrow morning. Do you think it'll be a good episode? Yes. Because I tend to think Digimon with really long-term booking does a reasonable job. It's always when like, oh, yeah, definitely. things change or they don't, or they clearly didn't put thought into it that it's like things fall apart. Because that's when you notice all the plot holes. I think, I think the majority of things that Digimon has actually... Like put stock into and make made like foreshadowed it. it seems to work out quite well. Like Atmon had quite a lot. We had uh, we got a letter about it a couple of weeks ago, which was Koshiro's adoption plot, which was foreshadowed really early on. I think that was well done and went nowhere and I feel like it, meant nothing. I feel no, it, it went it went places. It, it it basically inspired his whole character of and like his thirst for curiosity because he had that sort of curiosity about what was going that's on between his parents. That's not a plot line. That's a character. Okay, well, character plot. It's still it's still a plot line. It's just a character growth pl- plot line. That's oh it's, no, still, it's it's still good. It's not an arc if nothing changes. That just explains how he began. Right. Okay. No, I, I okay. I can't see what you mean. <laughs> so, what rating? Um, look, I'm gonna give this a nine if I'm right. Because wow, I love that. That's a high. I love being that's a high right. rating. I hope it. I hope it's that good. 
I guess we uh, we, we were right about Atmon and that felt pretty good. And I think we liked the episode more because we were right rather than the episode being good. The episode was still good, we, though. We were right about everything except the one thing that never, ever came up again. So, yeah. like, we couldn't have been right about it or wrong because they just didn't say. Would have made right. much more and sense. Right, and filler or not said. filler? Uh, it's obviously not. Like, it's the third last episode of the season. <laughs> That's so nice yeah, to say. What do you mean? I love the digital like finishing, and I don't have to do it anymore. Oh, it's a good time. Let me have this. Stop. I feel good about you d- it. You did like you felt like differently about Atmon finishing, though. You were kind of like, but I love Atmon. That's true, because it was good, but it's over. Atmon was good. It's gone, Atmon and it's never good. coming back because they never bring any of the good stuff back. You know what they do? They say, "Here is episode five of Try. Enjoy." He's more adventure. I know we like adventure. I do, honestly. Like, I like these characters, and I think that you can write good stories with them. What I think is fascinating is they decided to introduce a new character and write a story about them when they had eight characters to write stories about and just decided against it. See, Chapter 3 was so good because it actually... Fo- it, it was it was good, Chapter 3. Yes, it was. I, I was agree. One. And then, like, Chapter 4 was okay, and then Chapter 5 was just... Mm. But people did like Chapter 5, and it's doing quite well in Japan, so that's good. Those people are allowed to like- be wrong. <laughs> No, I, I, think, I don't think they're wrong, but anyway, I guess we're, we're done with Omidoxy Synopsis. We are, and we can go on to the show. On to the show. For this week, we'll be covering episode 45 and 46 as one episode, because they're more or less a part one and part two. Because it picks up immediately after the end of this one. Mm, yeah, ex- well, in fact, a couple minutes before this one ends. That was weird. Yeah. The, in fact, there was so much to do, apparently there was no time for a recap between the two of them. Which is good. It's good when they don't, like, we don't have enough time to do stuff. It's yeah, great. Yeah, I guess. I can't really remember the details of whether there's any way they could have cut time for it, but I don't wouldn't want them to. Yeah, I, I feel like that's good though. They're not like they're not trying to fill time in the last few episodes, and we'll probably be doing the same thing with episode forty seven and forty eight because the last two episodes usually are coupled pretty well together. Oh, you'd hope so. Otherwise, there wouldn't be contiguous stories. Yeah, I love when in Digimon they finally beat the bad guy and it's all done, and then the big mysterious super bad guy shows up at the end. That's just a thing that happens in Digimon. It's either an it's either a new Digimon entirely, or it's the uh, no, it's it, you haven't even seen my strongest form. Yeah, and that final form is always just something big and scary and totally uninteresting. And here we are. Yep, here we are. But I guess I guess we'll get to that. We've got a bit of a story to get through. Yggdrasil is having memories from Suguru's life, and he's wondering why these memories are coming back, and how everything should have been thrown away. In the dub, he's wondering why his memories are coming back. So this is there's a theme in the dub which really bothers me, which is that they are committed to making you think that this is actually Suguru. Yeah. He will say things that will make no sense once the twist is revealed. And you can read it in the Japanese, in the subtitles. You can understand the way they're dancing around the idea. Mm. Every time Masaru says, but you're human, he just ignores him. You're my dad, ignores him, talks about something else. He deflects, he goes elsewhere. Yeah, not no, like in in the original, he'll say, "I'm talking I'm, about I'm the a, original. I'm a god." You no, know, but that's the thing. He will never directly respond in a way that says yes or no to the accusations Masaru is throwing out there. Right. Whereas in the English, he'll say, um, "He straight up says, 'I'm not your dad.' In the English version, I, in the English version, there and was then a line. Masaru yells, 'You're not my dad.' Which no, is, he does also say that. Yes, don't say no. No, 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 he doesn't. How? What? what I think you might be getting confused with the fact he says. Uh, Something like, who cares? Not my dad. It's a really lame sort of whiny line. Like, who cares? And then there's like a pause and then he goes, not my dad. Like, it's it's its own line, I promise. It's it's not. 
It is. It's no, no. It's 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 like a comma. It's like who cares? Not my dad. As in the dad doesn't no, care. No, he yells it. No, he knows. I, pro- we can watch it right now. Well, no, we're not going to watch it because I'm right. But that's what he says. No, but mm. it's that's straight up what he says. He says, "Who cares?" Like it's a question he's asking himself, and then he's, the answer is, "Not my dad." Oh, he doesn't say. He says he doesn't say, "I'm not your dad." He says, "You're not my son," which is different. That's a deflection. No, he also says, "I keep telling you, I'm not your dad." He might have said both. Anyway, there are intruders, and Yggdrasil says how Cranimon must have forsaken him. And then we see the Dats team are walking, and what I like is that Masaru has all this battle damage on his arm because he's just been punching things constantly. This is good because it's not from this episode that he's actually showing battle damage from, and we don't get that in Digimon. Not usually. I really wish they'd stuck it on Terramon's face. I guess it's because Digimon usually devolve, and maybe like they heal themselves a little bit when they devolve, like in V Tamer. But hold on. But we've talked about. I complained about how they maintained battle damage at one point after a de- after they devolved, and you guys were like, "No, they always do that." But it's totally inconsistent. Maybe it just makes them dirty. I don't know. But the point is, I guess because we've never seen it on humans, because humans don't usually get in the fight. They don't usually get hurt. But it is refreshing to see battle damage on someone. And I'm pretty sure through these episodes, Masaru maintains battle damage because he has no, does hasn't doesn't have time to like clean up his arm or wipe it off. Well, what is it showing though? Is it just dirt? I think it's scratches, but it could also be dirt. It's Why like, would he get scratches from punching it's people? Gen- it's generic lines on his arm. Yeah, I know. Which is always curious. Like, what does that mean? Because it's it could be bruised which is, would make sense or it would be dirt can't be scratches when would cranium on have scratched him uh no clue i guess he get, got out his claws and went Meow. cranium was part dog cut part cat or part dog he could be cat dog so they're at the world tree and masara's climbing it and galmon knocks them down and there's some they're opt- optic cables in the dub they're video cables the um the root like the roots and vines on the tree yeah and it's like the first time this digital world has been anything other than a uh this another dimension yeah like, this is like oh it's a computer yeah this is a very like digital world weirdness which i love yeah but it's like totally irrelevant and then this is the sort of thing that i think a good series of digimon would have gone okay how do we use these optical cables to do something cool and all they did was like well that's interesting now ikuta will just find a tunnel to get in no what they do is they say we might be seen as a virus and then they have like the antivirus software that comes to attack them i mean yeah they they say that but there's no i don't see where the jump in logic for that comes because they already know that the god of the digital world doesn't want them around that doesn't change because of the they see the optical cables and they've already been attacked by things like the royal knights like the the conclusion i don't think would come directly from seeing this or at least it shouldn't have they already feel like they're being treated this way right in fact you'd think that the royal knights are the antivirus software like i think i called pretty much exactly what happens in this episode precisely except what they fight right which is to say i would never have guessed it was weird floating crystals that if i recall actually don't do anything they reflect attacks but if you didn't attack them what would happen uh, they just kind of, like, look menacingly at you. So, the entire defense of the world tree is forcing you to attack first, or otherwise nothing will happen. Well, I think that's what antivirus does, right? It sits there until it's attacked. Like, antivirus isn't actively... Unless you force it to do a scan, antivirus is just sitting there most of the time. And but the only time antivirus does anything is if it's attacked. No, it spots code and says, we recognize that one as a virus in our database. Yeah, so, and because it's, it's dying to do an attack. Not necessarily. It can be dormant, but it would recognize the coding, isn't so, it? So it's coming up to you, and it, yeah. it comes up to you as a as what it sees as a virus. Okay. And you attacking it is is that? And also, they don't have a database of what is a virus or not. They just know that's attacking it. But they, what? Like it just, so, it just so if the kids who have uh, these things have been ordered to go beat up the kids, and if the kids didn't do anything, they would have been fine. Yes. 
That's dumb. It's an antivirus without a database, which only like looks for being attacked. Like some antivirus do that. Like a lot of free ones say, okay, we won't look like check our database, but we will protect you from any like actual That's attacks. That's fine, but then this is just like a silly threat where the kids just have to stop attacking it. And Tom is such a genius, he can't work it out. Oh, he did work it out. Did he just sit down and not attack it at all? No, he's just like magic attacks don't work. We have to use visual physical attacks to to break it. But the- we can't reflect that. Those are both wrong. Just don't attack it at all. Yeah, but then you have actually wanted to beat it. We don't actually know what it would have done if they hadn't attacked it, because they only attacked it. Did they ever actually succeed? I feel like they just were busy until they got distracted saving Masaru from falling. No, they, they exploded them by punching them. Oh, I don't know. Because they, they worked out that they had to have physical attacks. Because it was so unimportant. Well, it's not the most important part of this episode. Like, there are many other ones that were more important than this. But still fine. Like, I thought it was a pretty cool aesthetic-wise. So Thomas says that the tree must be a main server for the digital world. Agumon asks what a server is and Masara says it's the thing you boil with miso sauce and that's Saba. That's pretty funny. It's pretty cute. The problem well, with this Saba. The problem with this and conclusion service pronounced is that the tree didn't exist until four or five years prior. So what server did the digital world run on before this tree existed? It didn't. So it, it, does, it, it doesn't need e- to. So so it's not a main server for the digital world. And he's just wrong? Yggdras, yeah, he, might, he probably is. Yggdras still exists on a server though. I was weird. That's always so weird, right? Why can't the humans go to the server that hosts Yggdras in the real world and turn it off? I think it is a server that's inside the digital world and doesn't exist in the real world. So it's a cloud server? Yes. But those are still real places. And if it's not, I don't think it exists in the real world. But it, it's the digital world, which means it exists on the computers. Not this digital world, I don't think. They haven't actually said where this digital world originates from. In other seasons, it exists from something else in the real world. That's why this, this is always doesn't. so frustrating. Well, not real world. Well, the difference is in this season, it's called human world and digital world. Like, they're parallel dimensions. In other seasons, it's been real world. Digital still means... That's still a word that means yeah, something. Yeah, but I don't... We don't actually... Do we know where the digital world originated from in this season? No. They've, as far as I'm aware, they've never talked about it. I feel it. like Tamers is the only one that actually said this is this is where did the digital world came from. Adventure I know, did. No, Adventure didn't say it where it, yes, it oh did. no okay in the one swan games the, it did no they in the temple and they put the thing of the world up and it overlapped onto the earth remember yes but that was saying where it is not what as in its origin story of how the digital world came to be which was explained in the one of one games it came to be because it's digital from, was, technology began and it's a reflection yeah. of the well, contents of that in the one of one games that seems straightforward it came from like the first ever supercomputer like the first ever big 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 computer sure and it, it based it was based from that i believe from what i remember from when we covered the one of one games many many years ago <laughs> but i don't think it's ever actually said in savers where that digital world comes from from. It's like Frontier. It's like Frontier is just a place you can go on a train, apparently. Like, yes. there is They're nothing. On an elevator. Yeah, well, elevator then train. But there's nothing in Frontier to actually say that the world is digital in, in any way. No, I don't think. Except, no, I don't it's, think there is. except it's called the digital world, I believe, in Frontier. Why? Don't know. Like, wouldn't any of the characters be like, that's a weird thing to call your entire world? Yes. That seems strange. Yes, correct. No one does. No, but in Frontier, it's like, it's the least digital world. What a terrible franchise. Except for maybe, maybe Atmon. Because that's not the digital world. No, it isn't. Because it's it's the it's the altered reality field. Yeah, it's the AR field and the deep web. Yeah, which is the digital world. Let's be honest. Anyway, in the dub, it's called a mainframe, and Masara says, "Oh yes, that's the thing that you put a uh, a photo in when you hang it on the wall." Which is that's a fine localization. Yeah, they couldn't do the Saba joke. Well, I mean, they, yeah, because Saba and server don't sound the same, but Saba, Saba. 
It could have gone... Because I mean, Saab... Server is pronounced as Saba. Yeah, I, I know. But I'm trying to think, like, is there anything you could have done with Server? Soba, I guess. Yeah, but, but like, I, f- they... I feel like they're trying to stay away from Japanese food as well. That's fair. Except for when they did uh, Manju. Let's not remind the watch the viewers that this is in Japan. Yeah. It's definitely America, I promise. Lalamon says that a Server is an electronic brain, and Thomas says they might appear as a virus. Idrisil's crystals go to attack them, and they reflect all of the kids' Digimon's attacks. But do they go to attack them, or do they stare at them menacingly they stare at them menacingly and yeah um also did masaru punch any of these i would i kind of want to see what would have happened if he punched yes them. he just got digisol and then they oh, told okay. him to go away it was inside the tree that's strange then because usually he doesn't get digisol for things that aren't digimon but the implication is that they are digimon okay that makes sense but we but he didn't get digisol from cranium on shield yes because that wasn't a digimon yes but Yggdrasil's crystals aren't really digimon but they are because he's fragments of sure it doesn't matter it just doesn't matter. The yeah. show is, like, it falls apart when you think about it for more than three seconds. The entire plotline of how they don't know Suguru is Bencher Liamon is nonsense. I think it, they explain it quite well. I think they don't. I think that it makes sense in each 30-second block we, we, in which we, we, they we explain will, it. We will get to that, though. Yeah, I know. We, 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 we'll talk about that later. It all falls apart when you put it together. Agumon's tail gets set on fire. It's really cute. Which, for some reason, is cut in the English version. It's violence against animals. But it's just like... It's like what happens in Digimon is that the Digimon get hurt. I don't know why it was cut. <gasps> I think it'd be really funny if there was a copyright issue where they go, that looks too much like, uh, uh, but like Charmander. Charmander. Oh. oh. We can't be having that. Thomas says he'll hold them back and Tom revolves Galmon and then they go into a tunnel and they complain about it being short and Akuda says, I think it's fine. Because <laughs> he, he's very short. Yeah. It's funny. Um, In the dub, Keenan says it's a fine height for him and Yoshi says to wait for another year or so. That's fair enough. He's going to hit a growth spurt eventually and it's going to yeah. get real uncomfortable. Um, so they show up in this cavern area and um, yeah, that's when Masaru punches one of the crystals as they found pretty much immediately. He's about to fight it and Yoshi goes, look, you can't evolve now. You're going to hit your head on the ceiling. There's not enough room. And so they run away and about 10 feet back, Ikuto goes, look, there's tons of room here. And they all just laugh and go, that was a big waste of time. And then I laughed. I said, that was a big waste of time. Right. Because this whole scene was a big waste of time. I thought it was fine. And now Ikuto and Yoshi are both going to stay back at the same time to Which help like, out. It's a cliche sort of thing. Like, hey, wait, no, hero, you go on. And they sort of like separate the team. That's what Tama did. Yeah. But this is what's important about this one is that you have to remember Ikuto and Yoshi, they're the same character. All their character episodes overlap now. Yeah, they combine now. now, which is really annoying because Yoshino could have had an interesting character mm. story and same with Ikuto. It's because they're both half a character, so when you put them together, it's almost like there's one whole person there. Like, I feel like Ikuto's story, yeah, they're fine. That was sort of explained and finished with his whole, like, I am both Digimon and human. I'm a human with the heart of a Digimon. There's so much more to go on that because you can come to that conclusion, but what does it actually mean when you try to I live that like life? I feel like it explained more than just Yoshino's did, like, I feel like Yoshino's could have still gone quite interesting places. I think it could have begun. It could have begun, yes. <laughs> um, imagine if Eri didn't have most of her character stuff and Watson had half of a character thing and yeah. they ended up having seven share episodes. That'd what a great series that one would have been then. So there's some weird pacing to fit some mouth flaps. So there's a line uh, that after Akuto, in this case, Keenan says, hey, I'll stay behind. Marcus says, but how could you stay here? You're silence. A little kid. Or maybe it was a silenced little kid. And I found it really awkward. I think you could have done that one well by like making it like she was hesitating to figure out what to call him. But You mean he? Marcus is a boy. So yeah. Well, he was like, if he was hesitating, you're 
a little kid. Like, he's going to say but something But the way else. it was delivered, it just felt like they were just trying to force the mouth flaps. I think so, too. Yeah. Yoshino wants to stay, too, and she wants snacks in payment. Like, the snack that she asked in basically the first episode. Asked, forced him to pay for in the first episode. Yeah. She didn't ask for anything. In the dub, she asks for slippers and robes that smells pretty. And then, I want to say, during this whole scene in the dub, they have this really weird, like, almost comedic moment music. And I feel like it doesn't fit at all. Like, they try to make the scene a joke scene because they don't take Yoshino and Akuto seriously in the dub. they're not real characters. They're yeah. comic relief. But what they are you had, talking like, about? The goofy music, like Masaru and Agumon are having shenanigans. It's random. It just has this sort of... It's, a, it's weird, unfitting music. It needs to be dramatic music. The same music that we had when Thomas said, hey, I'll do this myself. But they were given this sort of, like, this is a funny moment. It's funny. Agumon did just have his tail lit on fire. Yeah, but that was before Thomas split off. That was a while ago now. Anyway, so Masaru yeah. starts climbing. We see that Sasuma's talking to Akuto's dad and talking about whether or not they can stop the merging of worlds. Akuto's mum and sister are there, and I want to point out, what is with this family and not getting a babysitter? <laughs> they, they take them to work all the time. Like, I thought we learnt our lesson here that take that it, it is not take your kid to work day, because take your kid to work day can lead in the kid, I don't know, going off and disappearing into another world for ten years. It is always take your kid to work day. Like... Yeah, take your kid to work and lose them for 10 years and give them, like, pr- pretty much serious psychological harm when they're, ri- like, they are brought up by a Frosty the Snowman. Maybe the mom's like, mm, I'm not so sure about this one. They cry a lot. Maybe, um, maybe another portal will open up. Hey, I don't look, know. It could have turned out well. He came back. Oh, yeah. He came back strong. He made friends. Oh, I, d- I saved 10 years worth of financial, like, payments to, to, to raise a child. Maybe I can save all that money again. Didn't need to put them through school. It's fine. He doesn't know how to speak well, but beyond that, it's fine. Also, like, this kid's a newborn. Like, I feel like this is not, it's not, it's not a good place for her, right? Well, it wasn't a good place for Akuto either, when he was a newborn. Yeah, she's in a basket. Probably not comfortable. A royal knight is showing up in the real world. It's Craniumon. So, what bothers me here is the reaction of the parents and such, and they go, A royal knight's just come to Earth! Did they not know that Magnamon and Dinosmon are still around blowing stuff up? I don't think they care because they haven't actually been doing anything. But they have, presumably. Okay, but it's not relevant to the characters because they haven't actually killed any of the main characters or tried to fight any of the main characters. No, but these characters are like, Oh god, a royal knight! But there's two currently active. Yes. And they weren't doing anything about it. And also, the world, part of the world might be on the moon. I think they might have forgotten maybe maybe new york's just on the moon now yeah it's fine maybe they only know japan moon york. because they were royal knights throughout the world but maybe they only can detect digimon in japan because the other dad's teams are working on those oh that would explain so much i can't believe we never saw any of them like i'm not sure like remember the time where we did that in zero two and it was it, it the was worst a- thing ever yeah yeah would you would you like another digimon world tour which was four episodes no i want a five minute bit where they go this is the team in this place and they're fighting this guy this is the team in this place and they're fighting this guy and we could have had that in zero two like we we did have some cool scenes where just like oh and the digital the digidestined of over here like meeting on the border of russia yeah i don't but i don't need the main characters to meet them and have a conversation i just need to see oh that team exists great that it kind of explains some stuff yeah or at least have like shots of them fighting dinosmon or something that's what i mean yeah yeah it doesn't yeah yeah, you're right. It doesn't need to have to be an episode. It can just be like a passing thing. Maybe they didn't have enough time during this. this I would moment. take someone gets off the phone and says, oh yeah, the dad's team in Madrid is holding off Dinosmon. That's all I need. I feel like the dub could have done this. It's like, oh, another Royal Knight is showing up this time in Japan. The other dad's teams are working on the other ones worldwide. You, Easy. Easy fix. That's all it would take. Easy, like... And they've Easy added, game, they, easy they have, life. They have added in mouth flaps before on the dub. 
or you, voices when mouth lap, mouths aren't shown. Yeah, that's that's the best place to do it. When you just cut away from someone, you play their voice in the background. Yeah, and the, the dub does that so often. Just I'm surprised they didn't try to fix that because that's one of the things I would try to fix. Like, just make put a small reference in just to say, oh, yeah, we did say that that was a thing. So Piermon wants to fight Craniumon, and Craniumon says he doesn't have time for this. In the dub, he's a lot more aggressive. I guess it's because we're meant to think, oh, no, Craniumon is bad. Yeah, I hate that because, like, it's a swerve that they're building up for two, three minutes yeah, and then and it goes away. And we're just showing that Craniumon's good now. But in the original, it's very just like, it's very much the miscommunication of Piermon saying, you're bad, you're a royal knight. And Craniumon saying, yeah, I don't have time for this. What are you doing? Why Can are you attacking me? he just say, I just talked to Masaru, please chill out? No, because that would make sense. Also, he doesn't have time to explain what he doesn't have time to explain. Thanks, Destiny 1, for that that classic. Destiny's a great game, you shut up. Does it, no, it's, it's, it's got so many problems. You haven't even played it. It's a good game. Piermon is knocked down and Chica runs to him. Piermon says he has to protect her or else his manliness will rot. Because he's been talking to Masaru, apparently, despite not actually seeing Masaru, I think. No, he hasn't seen Masaru yet. Oh my god. Where did he pick that up from? I think maybe it's like ingrained in his mind brain. Mind brain. Chica gets Digisoul and says they'll fight together. And she has Digisoul like her brother and her father, which is I nice. I thought that she might get a Digivice at this point, and I would have been really annoyed. I don't think Digivices are actually shown to be necessary. No, I don't think they are I either. I think they help. They definitely help, like, the connection, and they help the evolution. But I feel like this also shows that Chica is so cool, and she's such a natural tamer. Tamer's she doesn't, she doesn't need a Digivice. We still don't know when Suguru made Digivices. We know he has one, yeah. like, years and years ago, but yeah. it's definitely not explained ever. So, Piyomon evolves... And Chica's really badly animated. Like, what I noticed in this episode is the animation's quite good. And there are lots of shadows drawn for the characters. Chica is still not well animated. She is, like, hang on. I have a, I have a screenshot and I want to show you this to you. To illustrate how badly animated she oh, is. Oh, Jesus. That's like, a look, bad look, time. look how well, and I'll link this in the link dump because I'll, I'll post it on the, um on our various social media accounts but look how look at the shadows on Garudamon they're fine yeah they're, they're fine but look how Chica is just sort of like Man, placed I'm a gremlin like she looks like she's been photoshopped in a little bit like she looks like someone's grabbed a picture of Garudamon maybe from Digimon Adventure or something even though it looks it's better animated than Digimon Adventure is it? a little bit because it's for a couple tell. years and then they've said I want to put my OC on it and they've sort of like sketched in their OC did you do this? no but um oh shit uh, like if we zoom in uh, look Look at how badly nah. she is drawn. Why are her legs so tiny? Why is why is Chica the worst like thing that's animated in the entire series? Do, mm, okay, okay. Look at the way her left leg begins. There is another joint between yes. her knee and her hip. Yes. So that it bends three times. Yes. That's real bad. Yes, but look how she look how is she placed? Yes, on the shoulder. Yeah, but not well. Okay. No, but Chica is not well animated. It is sad. But this is all a big time waster so that we can get to the bit where Graniamon says, Ah, Bencho Leomon, my friend. Well, just a bit after that. So we we hop back to Yggdrasil talking and he says that this is God's domain and he shouldn't be there. Masaru asks what he's destroying the human world and Yggdrasil says it's his duty to protect the digital world. And Masaru asks about his mother and sister and Yggdrasil says that it was the human's fault for causing this calamity. And Masaru says that he's human too. And Yggdrasil says, I'm not a human, I'm a god. 
which is fine because obviously a god is a status that could yeah. be anything and it sort of refers to what's going on in his mind. And in the English, he says, I'm a Digimon. No, he, no, no. What, he, what's, what happens is Marcus says, you're not a Digimon. And he says, of course I am. I am their king. And then he says, when Marcus says, but you're my father, he says, I'm not your father. Okay. But like, he says he's a Digimon, which is weird, right? Because yes. he's not. Oh, no, he's, he's not just a not. He's, he's their king. He's their god. He's not a Digimon. I still think the difference between a god and a, and a king here is really, really significant. Yes. I'm just saying in different versions, he is a god or is he, is he a king? Masaru remembers getting the pendant and Masaru runs and goes to punch him, but a big barrier pushes him away. You mean his wizard anti-punching armor? Yes. Masaru is mad because he wants to fight with his fists and he can't with his barrier. We said the other dad's members are fighting and Thomas says Mirage Galgamon should rely on physical attacks. And Rosemont and Wraithmon are fighting too. In the dub, I noticed some terrible, terrible digital paint over Rosemont's bust. That's alright. They gotta gotta get rid of the titties. It is so badly done. It looks like they said, we have to edit that in like the last moments they didn't even put him in shading it's like a it's just a flat color they've put over the red and they've drawn where the thorns are meant like the the vines are meant to be but they've also just given a solid color to that that's all right it looks like someone just started in microsoft paint like a quick paint job hey look 10 years ago i'm just saying they they, they asked me hey can you fix this and i said oh yeah totally i'm a photoshop expert <laughs> I'm 14. i have microsoft paint yeah that's right i'll do this it just doesn't look very good and it's just sort of i know it, it was bothering me it was like it's fine to edit away the bust and we've had some quite good edit jobs the uh the another one that i think about is back in the belf monarch how we have megumi and mickey and they're quite busty and they even though this was inconsistent through the whole season about how busty they should be they kind of kind of just ignored that and they kind of flattened gave them, them a double mastectomy every time yeah, yeah. they just de- they deflated them but in other scenes deflated them. but the, in other scenes in the dub in that episode they also left them with chests when they're in like the background yeah but they were on the main focus said flatten them and that looked it looked weird comparing the two but if you only saw one it wouldn't be distracting, but this one was just like, it was just like one solid color. My favorite thing about this fight scene is when Ravemon gets knocked out of the tree and Rosemon saves him with the whip from falling. Okay, we could say that because he's, he's a bird. I know, but he, we could say that he's injured and is unable to fly suddenly. Like he's stunned. I, I'm glad the show told us all about that. I know, it could be possible. It could be possible that the bird would have been fine from falling. Okuto also bursts one of the crystals with his boomerang, which I think was pretty cool. How weak are these things? Has he ever hit anything with they, the boomerang? Are we, uh, he hit Masara and Masaru punched it and Yeah, Masaru it. beat it with a fist. Masaru that's the strongest the, Digimon. To be fair, yeah. So Garudamon is fighting Craniumon and he says, look, I have no time for this. I have no time for you. And he flies off to see Banchaliamon and Craniumon says he can't just stand by and watch his friend die. Masaru tells Agumon to stand back because it's a fight between him and his dad and I really do like the scene. I've mentioned this quite often throughout Savers is that I like how Masaru's not always just, okay, Agumon, you fight. He's explicitly saying, hey, Agumon, stand back. Like, this is a fight for me. You mean you really enjoyed the exact same scene he had two episodes ago with Cranium on? Yeah, this happens constantly. It's great. I think he has like a similar speech too. The like, oh, I'll just keep doing this forever. Yeah. If I punch and I break my arm, I'll I'll use my broken arms. It'll be fine. Um, and at some point, like it just cuts to him being blown out of the out of the tree, like Ravemon. Except this time, he doesn't have wings, so we can't expect much from him. And or Rosemon. Well, there's no Rosemon around, except that there will be. Uh, and so he has like some imagination as he's pretty sure he's about to die. And there's a voice there, and I go to myself, that doesn't quite sound like Ben Truliamon's voice, but it's all about Digisol, so I guess it is, and I must not be remembering it correctly. Oh, but a bit before that, there's uh, a there's just a bit of a scene that I kind of like. So the, uh, Masaru says that his father's back is big and warm, and it's why he's always 
always done the best. And in the dub, he says how he always was walking in his footsteps, kind of trying to be him, trying to impress him, trying to become a man so when he came back, he could be he could be the person he's meant to be. I know, I really like this scene because even though we've been told throughout the whole series that Masaru's dad is very important to him, and I especially like the line, the original, about the, the back being warm and big and safe because that's what a father's back is. No, it's because the biggest impression Masaru ever had was when his dad turned his back on him to walk yes. away. Yes, also, also that too. <laughs> so then, yeah, he hears a voice... And it's saying, hey, didn't I already tell you about what the power of Digisol was? I just assumed it was Banjo Leomon. That made more sense. Actually, I thought it was Banjo Leomon's voice. But I go, that doesn't sound quite right. Is is my theory totally correct? Is that possible? In the dub, they it's a, it's a separate voice. Hmm. But I'm pretty sure in the original it might have been Banjo Leomon. Um, because Suguru's voice is exactly Kurata's voice and I would recognize that. It's definitely the same voice actor, right? But uh, I'm not actually sure. English Suguru and Kurata, like I'm like 100% that they're the same voice actor without having looked it up. That's awkward then um then he had one ma- adult, um, adult male yeah um and so in a move that is almost right out of the end of frontier a falling you shut up this was a, a great falling scene. masaru is blasted back up with galgam mirage galgamon's attack for some reason his full moon blaster doesn't hurt him at all it actually propels him upwards and doesn't hurt him in any way why would your first instinct be to attack him and not just go and catch him ravemon does it ravemon's not an idiot and then rosemon throws up forbidden temptation which does not appear to have any effect whatsoever other than adding a color to his he's using the digisol as a shield maybe i'm just i you no one can see how wide my eyes are here it's like since when was the digisol a shield Look, this scene just reminds me of... And how would Mirage Gagamon know that? Like, a scene in uh, Final Fantasy Advent Children when they're all throwing Cloud up into the sky, like, with a whole group. It just reminds... It, it's it's more or less scene for scene that, and I actually really like this, like, this trope of, like, all these friends are trying to pick him back up again. Yes, but when they did that, did they shoot him with a gun? All I know or is Or did they use their hands to throw him? Yuffie threw him up in the air. That's all I remember, because Yuffie's the best. Was I it with, with their hands, or did they shoot him? She's just... Her ninja stars. No, it was her, it was the hands. Yeah, that but makes sense. I thought so it was cool. I you know what it reminds, cool. of, it reminds me of? Lucy someone hitting people with a laser and they bounce into the sky on a train and are unharmed and the best part about this is when the bad guy who has a magic anti-punching shield doesn't use it anymore Mm. he doesn't break it doesn't show anyone going through it it doesn't even show him being surprised or anything it's just like it just forget he has it because it doesn't matter anymore yeah and then he gets punched which is edited like the actual fist-to-face contact is edited in the dub. It's removed. Like, the punch is seen, but from far away. But we don't get a close-up of, like, Masaru's fist. Like, basically, if if Suguru was a real person here, he would probably have broken teeth. The exact thing that I thought would annoy... Also, uh, Masaru would break his hand. Um, The exact thing I thought would annoy me about this episode is happening, where Masaru is is being given all the clues that the person in front of him is not his dad. And my favourite one is, how dare you hurt the body of the god of the digital world? It's like, well, what kind of weird thing is that? I think, the, I think my favourite proof of him not being his dad is when he says, I'm not your dad or I'm a god. Well, the I'm a god thing doesn't mean anything mm. if you think that he's being crazy. But like, oh, the body of the god of the digital world. Masaru says that he hurt his dad and how he must still have his memories. Ichil says he can't forgive him and Masaru says that he guessed his fists of fist feelings didn't go through. I love how this is just a thing in, he's like, yes, my feelings in my fists. My fist feelings. That's, That's where gross. feelings come from. It doesn't come from your heart, it comes from your fists. What do you feel with your hands? Yggdrasil makes a scary face, which I can only imagine to be like the uh, that face that I believe it's Joey and Yu-Gi-Oh makes. Oh my god, that's exactly what it is. I did, yeah, I, did, I um, uploaded a comparison shot. 
Let's do it later. Onto our, onto our, um, onto our social media, and I've, I'll link it in the show notes, but it's, uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's pretty funny. But it's exactly like, the face doesn't make sense, and I guess it's to give that sort of uncanny valley feel that this is not right. This is not a human's face. I just thought that was bad animation, just showing him being angry. No, yeah, yeah that too, but it does remind me of Joey from I don't think I give the credit. So then, Banchaliamon shows up and punches him. Also, Masaru has the realisation, hey, hold on a second, I don't think that was my dad's voice. Sorry, I don't think that was Banchaliamon's voice. Yeah. No, no, he goes, sorry, no, that no, was no, my dad's he, yeah, voice. He, no, he explicitly says, yeah, he says, I heard my dad's, and I already said this part, that was my I'll say it again. He says that he heard his dad's voice and how he must still have his memories. No, no, but that's, no, it's, that's my dad's voice. But when did my dad ever tell me about you know, Digisoul? He doesn't know about that. That's okay, the line. Yeah. Yeah, but he also says that he must still has memory, have memories. So it's not straight up saying that Yggdrasil is... No, but he's talking about when dad. he goes black and he has the imagination yeah. of the voice. So Craniumon, he says that... Banchalemon says that Craniumon swapped places with him. And what a good guy. he isn't using Digisol in his place, it's just power, which is... We get a shot of Craniumon and it's not Digisol, it's just power. It's, it's purple. Yes, but it's not Digisol. It's not like it doesn't have pixelated look like Digisol. It could be. So it's showing us that Digimon don't have Digisol. Supposedly. Now we know it's for sure. Yes. Yes. And... Uh, uh, Banchaliamon says that he's Masaru's father. He just says, it's me! Which I thought would be said at the in, in the next episode, but I mean... I mean... He just screams it and then the episode ends. I mean, I'm just going to say, I called it. Yeah. Called so it or what? The yeah. next episode, we don't get a recap. We just get Cranimon talking to Banchaliamon. And he says that he knows that he's Suguru. And Cranimon says that he wanted to believe in the power between... The power and friendship between human and Digimon. And it's the same line in the dub, which I really like. Um, the one that gets me is Masaru just like not believing him at all. Like all the evidence is there. He's like, but, but no, you're Banjo Leomon. And then there's a really nice scene where Masaru tells Banjo Leomon that he can't believe him. And Banjo Leomon says, remember that time when you were young and you hit your head on the monkey bars? And this is something that we referenced back when we went to visit Akuto's parents. And he says, sure, kids remember things from when they're young, they were young. Like Akuto will remember this place even though he was a newborn. I have this scar here yeah. from the one I fell on the, on the monkey bars. Except when the dub when they decided to make a reference to his character in Kingdom Hearts when he says got it mem- he has it got he's got it memorized. Got it memorized. So this is a n- nice moment when they're saying, Oh yeah, we did say that. But in the dub he never actually said it. Ruined. So I feel like this moment isn't as important in the dub. Did you remember this? Not at all. Yeah, I only remembered it because I remember Ali Vogue talking about how it's ruined in the dub. <laughs> but I'm just like, oh yeah. And also I remembered that the monkey bars line was, it was important because I thought it was cute. You know what is ruined in the dub? What? When Bancho Leon's response is, a Bancho never lies. And because Masaru was very impressed by Bancho, which yeah. his dad is as well in the flashbacks. Yeah. That, that means something to him. Yeah. Whereas when he, when he yells, Bancho Leomon never lies. Yeah. That doesn't mean anything. Well, I guess because we can't actually say a bancho, I guess. I mean, maybe a chief or a captain never lies. Like a boss. A boss never lies. Yeah, a but they do all the time. Um, but like, that's that's such a weird line now. You can't yell, I never lie to convince someone that you're telling the truth. Yeah. Otherwise, all liars would yell that all the time. Yes, that too. But I feel like a bancho never lies is a good line in the original. But it is. I guess there's nothing that's a bancho in English, but I guess... They could have just introduced the concept of a bancho early and just explained what it meant. Yeah, that that's fair. Bancho means plan. And plan means no one gets left behind or forgotten. <laughs> So we get this full like backstory of what happened to Suguru in the digital world. He was wandering around looking for Yggdrasil, and he just happens upon Bancho Leomon, and they have a sweet Tekken fight in front of a volcano. Oh, uh, this is so cool, and the volcano explodes, which, y- you're right, that is such like a fighting game thing of like, oh look, they, they finish the battle and it explodes. In Tekken 7, there are actually fights inside a volcano, which is more what I'm thinking about. Yeah. But... 
and, and they do a lot of like the their fist meet the fist sort of thing. And so they're just lying, they're like panting next to each other. Did you realize why this scene's important? But, okay, go ahead. Oh, no, oh, I, I just want to see. So is it because it's exactly what happened with Algamon? Yes, thank you. I just wanted to see. Yeah, because they make because it's far, like father like son, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, and it's a really nice line of sort of like, hey, you put in some pretty good hits, and more or less in the original, it is pretty much word for word of the same and they're lying and it's the sunset and they're lying down and they they join hands and it is very much like the Agumon and Masaru one and it's just such like this nice little subtle like it's not trying to be like in your face about what it's a reference to I always think that the the reason for Banshee fighting him in the English makes sense oh you're in my territory whereas in the Japanese he asks such a weird question what's what is more powerful a Bansho or a god and he's like I actually I've got stuff to do fight me yeah and though in the dub it's it's different when they're talking but more or less like the sunset's still there and the like the fact they're lying down the fact they join hands is still there but the lines aren't as similar so then they find cranium on and they laugh no before that yeah. masaru interrupts saying but that doesn't make sense what about don't interrupt me when i'm talking why is he so aggressive because he's a dad because no. he's a dad he's being a dad he's like child do not interrupt no but they, okay i don't this uh, is a funny i'm moment. not here to throw shade at you or anything but most dads don't do that it's a funny moment though just oh, like, you could think so. I thought it was Masa- harrowing. Masaru's just like, but I have questions. It's adorable. Uh, no, that's funny from him, but it's really scary when he gets yeah. yelled at by this giant angry cat. So basically, they start to adventure together, and Craniumon showed yeah. up. Uh, and Craniumon, you know, they, they laugh because, oh, no, that you being here proves that Yggdrasil exists. So yeah. That's cool. But it, out of context, just like, the Royal Knights burst <laughs> into <laughs> laughter. I'm like, same. Me too. And so they Craniumon challenges them to a fight to prove... The humans have potential and aren't a big waste of space. Which is also like the Masaru Craniumon fight, because that was the whole point. Like yeah. the fight was to show the humans have potential. Um and the problem here is that how does Craniumon know what a human is? I guess he would have heard about them, maybe. From Yggdrasil, maybe, because they're um, the Royal Knights. And then it appears that uh Vangelimon has become a Digimon partner because he's bonded with a Digivice. Yeah. And he goes into burst mode. That's Masa- how he knows about burst mode. Because Masaru like Masaru's dad built the Digivices. At some point. At some point. We don't know where, but like he, he he did them at one point. And he built them for no reason because he didn't have a Digimon partner at the time. So we see Banshee on burst mode, which is basically just like Banshee on but set on fire. Fantastic. Uh, and then they just win immediately. Yeah. Which impresses Yggdrasil so much, he grows the world tree and then he speaks to them for a little while. And then they go, and then peace should have been achieved that day until, and Kurata's like first attempt at genocide happened that day. Yeah. Which, if you think about it, killed like 20 Digimon. Hmm. Like, really? But they put Suguru in Digi Jail. Yes, and this and Igdusul, yeah, Igdusul captures him. And Banchaliamon says that answering hatred with hatred will only make things worse, which is fair enough. And that's basically more or less what happened in this season. And so he says, "Okay, well, I, I promise you, humans are good, and I, I promise you, in my life that humans won't do this again, or something like that." Yeah. And you go, "Okay, that kind of makes sense if he's given the opportunity to like do something about it." But then years later, like five years later, Kurata killed Mercurymon, and he's still in jail. And they go, well, your bet was wrong. It's more than five years later, isn't it? Well, I, we, well, 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 let's say this was... We guess that the first attempt at the genocide was like five years ago. No, because, no, no, because the first attempt... Was, so it was less oh, than five years ago. I thought it was more than five years ago, right? No, because Ikuto is, a, is alive and is able to retain memories at the oh, time. Oh, yeah, he's like... Okay, yeah, maybe maybe it was five, yeah. Yeah, four or five years ago. And then he's in jail the entire time up until two weeks ago. Yes. When Mercuriumon died. And then they said, well, it's all your fault. Not your fault, but like you bet your life 
on this. Well, maybe they should have let him go so that he could like put in any active change. And I feel like if he was let go, he might have been able to stop Karada. Absolutely, because he knows Karada's the problem. Yeah. In fact, he was aware that he was the one who did this, so he could have come back in and he had authority at the time and because everyone trusted him because he was like the lead researcher and that would have solved all the problems. So one could say that Yggdrasil's decisions not to let Suguru go essentially for no reason caused the plot of the entire show. Yeah, and this is also when he finds out that Masaru's in the digital world too. Yes. It's really bad. And Suguru pleads and pleads to be free, but Banjo-Leomon says, hey, look, you promised with your life, and a man doesn't go back on his word. Yeah, and that's fine, I guess, if you get to this point. And then, so they put him up there for, like, an execution by all the royal knights. Mm. And right before it happens, Banjo-Leomon shows... No, no, but before that, Suguru says about how he wants to make his son into a grown man, he really needs to see him become a grown man and sort of, like, nurture him and help him grow up. Yeah. Because that's what's important, because he's like, oh, he needs to be a grown man, and I need to be there. I didn't beg... Four, five years ago and I definitely didn't just go home when I had the opportunity but this is what's important to me now I think he just forgot that his son existed maybe like why search for Yggdrasil he, he learned and got nothing out of it but obviously finding his son was important enough that it took 10 years for him to ask to do it mm. so eventually one shows up and is like no stop I'll do it and he just kills him yeah because he, he wants to be do it as a friend uh, in the dub the huge hole is edited out because yeah. there's a huge hole in uh, Suguru's chest it wasn't a huge hole the other one it was a black spot and I was, a hole in his chest, isn't if it? it was a hole you'd be able to see through it okay. and you can't and it's that'd, be, like, that'd be awesome it's edited out but also it wouldn't make sense for when like the body also, gets picked back up this is usually how Leomon dies like, yeah being hit in the chest. In a chest yeah but this is the way that a human dies mm. I mean he becomes Leomon just it, it just hit me that at the end of the last episode that Leomon died that's hilarious. I didn't actually think about it because I was like, oh, Suguru died. No, Leomon died again. Yes, Leomon Guaranteed died. every time. Second Leomon in a, in a season. Incredible. Um, so- Bachelor Leomon pleads with Yggdrasil and says, look, um, t- t- he tells Suguru to become one with him to live and that's the only way he can live. No, so first he pleads with Yggdrasil yeah. and Yggdrasil's like, fine, I, I hear you. We're going to have try and make peace with the humans if yeah. possible, which I don't, he never does. Then Suguru kind of wakes up and transfers his spirit of with the Digivice. Somehow. Good thing the Digivices are designed to do that. Yeah. You think that Masaru can put his mind into Agumon's body? How cool would that That'd be? That'd be really cool. Um, I think Masaru would want that though. Masa- but Masaru would just punch a Shine Greymon. Yeah. But that's not how Shine Greymon fights and Masaru's like, I don't care. So here, I think, is where the story falls apart. Because in each 30 second chunk, it makes sense. Because you cut back and Leomon says, okay, we couldn't tell you that I was Suguru this entire time because we wouldn't want Yggdrasil to find out. And Masaru goes, you know what? That makes perfect sense. And I've written down here, okay, that makes sense. Cut back to the flashback, and Yggdrasil goes, How dare you try to fool me? I found out right now. And then he goes over to the dead body. That body is dead. Yes. There is no way that Suguru or the Pantrelimon imagine that that body, they're ever going to get him back into the body, right? Right. So when he says, I'm taking this body hostage, and if you ever tell people about your identity, I'm going to destroy it, why does that matter? I think it's because the Japanese are really, like, they're, they're a bit different than we are about the body, about the existence of the body. Like, they want to have that buried, and they want to have that as a formal burial. And they've and I'm, oh, I've read somewhere that they don't like desecration of the body. I mean, so I, the fact that he will destroy the body, he's not going to give it a, the, a good funeral. He's not going to, you know, celebrate it. He's just going to destroy it. Is that more important than telling your son that you're still alive? I think that it's very... It's like the same sort of thing as... 
in I, I believe that older Japanese people don't like secondhand, especially secondhand clothes or secondhand like belongings because they have the spirit of the previous person and they're bad luck to have. Do you think that that cultural implication is strong enough to outweigh the obvious benefits of just telling I, I, people? I, I think stuff? maybe. I, th- I think it explains why they don't want the body destroyed and that that why that is such a huge threat. Um, and obvi- and obviously the final thing is there's a serious question of why does Yggdrasil care if Benchalimon says that Zuguru is still alive? I think it, it's better than no explanation of why they didn't tell Masaru earlier. No, but like, why does he care? And the only explanation given for that, and this is the linchpin that supposedly holds the entire thing together, is when Toma guesses, maybe it was a test. Oh yeah, that too. What does that mean? Yeah, I forgot about the whole test thing because I wasn't sure what it meant. And there was no test because the... The thing that drives Yggdrasil, supposedly, is the worlds coming together. Yeah. That event had nothing to do with the actions of Banchali Monosuguru whatsoever. Yeah. So, the entire plot line that stopped Suguru from telling Masaru that he was alive was pointless. It feels like they didn't have a good reason. Well, Yggdrasil says that humans never reflected on their ways, and what he really wanted was humans to reflect on their ways, but what they were doing is was fighting Digimon instead of sitting back and reflect. I actually think they say they were they were like running and fleeing in terror. Like, what were they meant to do? Sit down and let the Royal Knights kill them? Yeah. Akuda remembers his parents and how they're working together to help the, b- both worlds and how humans do try hard. Yggdrasil says that humans are unnecessary and all those who defy him must die. Agumon says that he has fun with his aniki. In the dub, he says, you're not a king because a king would know what Digimon want and I want Boss to live. That's really not how monarchy works. You don't get to tell yeah. people they're not a king just because you don't like their policies. And Galmon, That's how revolution Galmon works. is proud to be with his master. In the dub, he says a king should know the humans and Digimon fight best side by side. And Lalamon says she loves Yoshino. In the dub, it's the same. She's like, yeah, yeah, and I love my partner Yoshino. Falcomon says that Akuto is precious, but in the dub, he says Keenan is my closest friend. Agumon says that humans and Digimon appreciate each other. Banjo-Leamon says that sometimes a man must make sacrifices and Masara should take care of Chi and Sayuri. So he holds on to Yggdrasil so Masara can kill them both. So like, here's the thing, right? All of these arguments are really terrible in the face of the thing that Yggdrasil was saying beforehand, yeah. which was, look, one of the worlds has to go. It may as well be theirs and not ours. Yes. That is such a legitimate point that they've had to back it off because there's no way the main characters can have moral high ground in the face of that because then they're the bad guys. Yes. Think about what's happening. The humans are the bad guys coming in to stop the people trying to save the digital world so that it will be the one that's destroyed. Right. Because there's no plan that Masaru has in his mind to save this world. He wants to stop Yggdrasil destroying his home, which means this one ne- necessarily has to go. They're the bad guys. And that's cool, but the fact that they're not going to reflect on that at all bothers me. Instead, they're going to change the motivation of the bad guy to be that he hates humans so that we don't have to talk about it and not make it obvious that the kids are evil in this case. Or at right. least there's an evil part of what they're doing. So Masaru screams with, and gets Digisol and doesn't punch. So it's one of those rare situations where that happens. In the dub, when he goes to evolve Agumon, he uses his big boy voice again, which is like when he like his voice just becomes deep all of a sudden. It's strange. Agumon evolves and Banjo-Leomon says he was prepared to die when he revealed who he was. Shine Greymon kills them both. Meanwhile, Slipmon and Dukemon are frozen underwater and they felt that Yggdrasil has died. And Slipmon says that God isn't absolute and Dukemon agrees, but he said he... Re- no, other way around. Dukemon says that, do you realise now that God isn't absolute? And then Slipmon says, yeah, we, we realised too late. You mean the other way around? Sleepmon yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Slipmon says that God isn't absolute and Dukemon says, yeah, he realised too late. Um, because they're floating in ice to the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, I'm like, well, I guess that that's 
the end of that chapter. Poor Kudamon. It'll melt eventually. My, see, my... see, I got confused because I wrote it the right way, but then I was like, wait a minute, wait, Dukemon's a bad guy? Ah, that makes sense. So that's why I was like, I was like, Sleepmon says, wait, no, that's not right. Dukemon says, wait, Dukemon can't be a bad guy, but he, I guess he, I, he I always is. forget, it just doesn't feel natural that Dukemon is sort of more or less was a bad guy in this season. I think that would have been much more narratively interesting if Masaru sort of worked out in this moment that there are times that he's not willing to fight and to attack and that maybe not doing anything was the correct decision to make because we discover in about 30 seconds that he killed his dad for no reason yeah so no I- it's no, no. Oh. Yeah, Yggdrasil's still alive and is doing just fine. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, right. So he just killed... Like, if he doesn't say at the beginning of the very next episode, oh my god, I just killed my dad and it was for nothing. That's going to be... Like, how depressing... It's depressing to think about it, but it's going to be more depressing if the show's just like, no, it was fine. We needed to do that. So Yggdrasil's form looks dumb. It's just a big shark. It's a big metal shark. Yeah, it's better than the uh, the crystal ball in X Evolution. Is it? I kind of like its design. Because yeah, I don't... I always think that the bigger and supposedly scarier the final boss is the worse it is also what's that uh what's that storytelling about how different types of storytelling like man versus man mass man versus world man versus god yeah so mo- uh classical modern postmodern. have you noticed that digimon savers is all of those i mean no it's only two of those no it's i feel like it's all of them because i feel like i've seen like the grid of like the nine different types and it's like no there is no man against author here so no it is not the full nine let me tell you that right now there's no man against society i, I i'll show i'll show you one that i that i saw if i can find it i think i know what you're talking about and i think you're wrong is man versus man there's man versus god that's the only two here but okay. it's not god in a traditional sense it's more man versus the monarchy Right. Well, in the original, it's man versus God. No, but like even then, like it's not God in a traditional sense where that man versus God story is not about there is a guy over there who says he's God. Right. That it's it's about against the concept. What do you think of both these episodes as someone who's new to Digimon? So I'm really happy that I called it. I'm delighted by that. And I think that on a really, on a base level, they had some reasonable ideas of how this all came together and that the story was okay. But I think that when you put it all together, it becomes really obvious that everyone's motivations don't make sense. Right. Unless you do some really skillful uh, mental gymnastics to like be like, oh, but if it's this, and I think it could be that, and if you take a really favorable interpretation of most of the things that are going on, maybe it makes sense. I think that you could do that, but I think that is generally a waste of time. And what ratings did you give both these episodes and then separately and then together? So the first one, which is really just they're fighting crystals that don't do anything, and there's a, a lot of punching and weird nonsense going on. But it was still weirdly enjoyable, so I gotta give it a six. I gave it an eight. I definitely don't think it deserved an eight. What about the second episode? And the second one, again, like, even though it all fell apart and I really think it didn't make sense, it was still enjoyable enough that, like, and it... It didn't feel like it undermined the plot of everything. It felt like, okay, fine. I could have used more hand-waving. If they explained less, yeah. that would have been better. Um, but I overall, I think it was fine. And I'm gonna, I think I'm going to give them both a six, and that's the overall. I, I gave the second one a ten. That's unbelievable. I really enjoyed it. I felt like the explanations were good. I Do you really still think they're it. good? Yes. Even after I told you why they're not? I still think it's fine. I enjoyed the episode. It was fun. It had an explanation. I shed a tear when... And Suguru and Banchaliamon both died and sacrificed themselves. But it was themselves. pointless. Yes, and it's still sad. That's you know what? That even makes it even sadder. 
It was sad. It, it, it was a sad episode. And I know, the, the explanation was good. I loved the mirror, mirroring that, that happened between Agumon and Masaru meeting each other. I The Monkey Bars reference, I believe, was in this episode, so that was great too. And if it was in the last episode, that even justifies my eight. Both were good episodes. I think together, I think maybe they're a nine, because that would make sense between eight and ten. One would imagine. I really liked this episode. I really liked watching it. I didn't mind watching it again because I liked the episode so much. This is the best episode in Savers so far. You're okay. I don't agree, but that's fine. I I don't remember enjoying an episode of Digimon this season as much as I enjoyed this episode. And I have enjoyed a lot of episodes this season. I feel like this is this was a really good episode and I but they explained things. I enjoyed Ikuto hanging out at the house with all the Digimon more. That that was good and I do like the and the, the last time we had Akuto hanging out that was before that was also enjoyable. And I think was... I'm more talking about that one where they're playing like, the bad shogi game. Yeah, that previously was my favourite episode, I believe. I think they gave that a nine or something. Yeah, I don't know. I that, that was, was a good episode. Uh, the so Even some of the biohybrid episodes were good, but this... This episode, I think, was my favorite so far. It's the only one I've given a 10 to. I feel like I haven't given a 10 at all this season, and I feel like this episode deserves it. I don't think that we can get a better episode this season, in my eyes, in my opinion. Well, we'll find out in the next two, but I, they, there's no good setup for it, because all the story's over. Now yes. it's just fighting a big evil thing. Yes. So that's why I think that it deserves a 10, because I feel like this is this is the peak. Can't wait for Masaru to go home and tell his mommy killed his dad. Yeah. Twice. Killed his spirit and his body, separately. How this episode compared to your predictions in Rockstar I guess both Called it. Called it. Called... Like, okay, the first one I described almost exactly correct, where I said that the other kids would split off and they'd fight things and he would go off and confront his dad, except the only difference is that they fought a weird, crappy antivirus instead of the Royal Knights, which would have made more sense that would actually keep them off because the Royal Knights would attack them. Um, and then in the second one, I mean, mostly it's backstory and I can't say that I called it correctly in the second one that you find out Leomon is the dad because you found it out in the first one. Um, otherwise, the thing that would annoy me, yeah, I think Masaru should have known that something was going on because you had been really strongly foreshadowed mm. that a human's mind can be inside a Digimon's body, like controlling it or being in there because right. that's what Kurata's whole story was about at the end. Right. So yeah, that was super annoying and bad. What was the major difference you noticed between the Japanese and the English? So I gotta say, the first one is when he just says in the English pretty much straight out that I'm a Digimon. Yes. Because, no, that was weird. Because the whole thing that I found in the Japanese is that he doesn't say things that are conclusive outside of really broad statements like I'm a god, which isn't conclusive. Um, nothing about his relationship here. Um, whereas when he says I'm a Digimon, now you've, you're being driven to think something else entirely. And in the second one, it has to be a Bansho never lies and a Bansho Leomon never lies. Yeah. Yes, I feel like that had less impact. Mainly for me, I think it's like the whole king versus god thing. Yeah, but um, I can't use that every time. Yeah. Uh, so, also, the bad editing of Rosemont's bust. Nice. Like, I think they just might have forgotten until, like, they were putting the episode on the tape to broadcast it or something. It was just bad. But I wouldn't describe that one as a big change in the sense that, like, the story doesn't change. Yeah, but it was annoying. It annoyed you. We know all about Suguru now, and that's that's that for that arc. What are your thoughts? I, as I said before, I really think that when it's all explained and put on the table, that um, they probably should have given it one or two more drafts. It's because I don't think the characters' motivations make sense, and their actions don't make sense. Like Yggdrasil is consistently doing these things that are completely self-destructive and self-defeating. Right. And it's never presented in a way that like that character would do that. And Suguru doesn't care about his son until he's about to die, and makes 
makes a promise on his life and is never given an opportunity to do anything about it. But he's totally blamed for that for that promise. Like, it's so strange. Um, and then he never... T- I can kind of understand this Japanese cultural issue about the body, but they really didn't think they'd be doing it. I don't think that they thought they would get a use out of the body or do anything with it until Yggdrasil showed up. Right. And then all of a sudden, the character just changed and now can't tell anybody. Went from what someone who could have been the most useful character to being one of the least useful characters. Right. And I guess, are we, do you think we're done with the, the Royal Knights now? I mean, there are still a bunch in the real world, but I think that they were, they're done as enemies. Right. So we didn't have like one per episode. We just had a couple and maybe the rest just sort of stood around wreaking havoc and not having the there are, international bats. <laughs> there are two in the real world who I think we're never going to have conclusions about. I'd be surprised if we saw them again. They had a lot of monologues though. They were like, hey, uh, so Masaru is in the digital world now. Do that was a dialogue. They talked to each other. I meant dialogue, yeah. They were just, we, we had a lot of chatting between them yeah a little bit yeah scratch of the week mine's just them punching in front of the volcano because i thought that was really cool i felt like the whole like the whole backstory between them and i think this is why i enjoyed the episode so much was really cool and as i said the uh the whole like reference to agumon and masaru meeting it was cool mine's agumon being charmander yeah that's fair that's fair did you want introduced we had banshee on burst mode what are your thoughts it's banshee on don't ask good point the postman pat this week. This week we had the weekly poll, which was which is the best burst mode. And Jay will read the comments, and then I will say the, the results. We got one from Ember Moto, who says, "Of course they voted for the Disney princess Mirage Galcomon." And Ellie Vork, who says, Mirage Galgamon Burst Mode is a unicorn dog knight with fabulous hair. What's not to love? So who's your favourite? Because um, I like Rosemon. I can't say Ruin Mode, can I? No, you can't say Ruin Mode's Burst Mode. Count? No, Ruin Mode was cool, though. I actually do like Rosemon. I like her colour scheme a lot. Yeah. So there were total nine votes. Mm-hmm. The winner was Mirage Galgamon with four votes. And Rosemon and Ravemon both had two votes. But I guess, including our vote, Rosemon had four votes. Brings it to a draw. And Shine Greymon had one vote. Ben Shirley-Mon should have been on that poll. I wouldn't have looked at it. It would have been fine. Yeah, it's fine. But, We've uh, got zero votes. That's cool. I would have voted eventually. No, you wouldn't. Oh, no, Rosemont is, pr- no, Rosemon is cool. Like, I, I, I love Rosemont. And we got one message on Tumblr from Ellie Vorg who says, Sleepmon does, in fact, have eight legs like his namesake uh, without counting his arms. Uh, the frontmost pair of legs are tiny and vestigial, but they are there. Uh, Digimon is apparently very, uh, pretty good at giving the correct amount of legs to Digimon that are based off myths, because Yatagaramon has three legs, just like the mythological three-legged co- crow Yatagarasu. Um, and Sleepmon, Cranimon, and Duffmon are the three Royal Knights who were designed as the new Royal Knights between X Evolution and Sabres. Unlike Sleepmon and Craniumon, Duffmon doesn't have an important role in the overarching story. This is probably why they gave Duffmon his own episode with him in the title, even though it's really about Yoshi and Ikuto, uh, and try to play him play up his power means justice thing as if it mattered, because look at our other new, exciting new Royal Knights, uh, guys, and Jay probably is going to say this is dumb, and I agree. And it is! It's, why would you design all these characters and then be like, we actually have nothing to do with them? So let's give him an episode in which he shows up, says a thing, and dies that's, that's gonna impress the kids that'll get him over that's better than them designing a character and using it for the card game and then it never showing up it's, actually like, i think that's better because that character can't be ruined then it's, it's how i feel about a lot of the armor evolution like the lot of you know the lot, lot of the armor digimon were designed for the card game and for the wonder swan game but a lot of people didn't play those so they introduced them into the anime as like monster of the week or like you know hordes of it's digimon way worse defeat. that they introduce them and they ruin them then i think that they just leave them to your imagination we've never seen the best one which is Rinkmon though Talkmon with That's the, the thing. Friendship, they which left. Is, it was in my fanfic imagine how ruined it would be if Rinkmon showed up and it was a dork oh 
would have loved that. No, 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 like a dork isn't like it was just like a jobber. Like it showed up and he just got killed in hordes immediately. Yeah, and okay. they're just really boring and un- uninteresting. How I want to be a hero, but it won't be. Yeah, right, because okay. the thing you love doesn't work out that way. I like how all Force Vegemon's there. My best friend, it's pink and blue friend. It's in good, the dis- great in the distance. great color scheme. Should be used more. <laughs> They say the dub actually changes Duffman's motto. The original power means justice becomes justice equals power. The former is, as I said, uh, if you're strong, that means you're right, which is very unsympathetic. The latter is that if you're in the right, that'll make you stronger, um, which is in theory more sympathetic. Um, However, Leopardmon is still willing to murder babies who get in his way. So this change doesn't actually affect how he comes across. And I have to wonder if the dubbers even realized that switching the order of the words changed the meaning or if they just did it by accident. Um, the thing with Keenan being the babies' boss in the dub is kind of a mess. Keenan says that he'll be a big brother to them, like Marcus is, which is apparently why Agumon calls Marcus boss. But calling a guy your boss doesn't give any connotations of them being like your big brother, which is especially bad when I think about it, because when you when Marcus says it, Agumon talks about being an employee, remember? He doesn't say it anymore, yeah. but that's what, he, that's what he means when he says boss. Yes. He thinks of it like a job. Um, and these things are saying, yeah, boss, are we babies? employees now huh. if the dubber translated Aniki as bro in the first place like it should have and like Grunlagan does yeah. uh, this w- I've only ever seen Grunlagan in English actually that makes a lot of sense um, this wouldn't have been a problem by the way Grunlagan's like the only anime I've ever been like yeah no watch that one in English <laughs> like recommended in English it's definitely very good in Japanese but I love the English dub of that actually uh, they have gone to say that Masaru has not accepted that his dad is evil. He would not be able to function if he'd accepted that. During the short period in which he believed that was the truth, he was vacant and unresponsive and didn't even want fried eggs. And that's how you knew things were serious. Uh, he's okay right now because after the pendant flashbacks, he's convinced himself that his dad is only evil on the surface and the real him is still in there somewhere and will come out if Masaru punches him hard enough because obviously punching someone is the best way to get across your feelings for them. Um, and I still think he should have been willing to believe that they have like some possession or something going on because he'd seen evidence of something similar happening in the past. Um, speaking of which, in the dub of episode 44, Marcus continues to be inconsistent about whether he wants to just punch out his dad or sit him down and literally talk to him. Marcus is weirdly Tsundera again when Thomas and co come to rescue him. Uh, Thomas says, oh, we came because we care. And Marcus says, what? I never asked you to do that. <laughs> which sounds very much like he's saying not that he never asked them to come, but that he never asked them to care about him. Babaka. Uh, and finally, it is uh, pretty silly for Tom and Yoshi to think that attacking the shield is remotely de- is a remotely decent strategy. The moment is somewhat salvaged in the original by the fact that Masaru himself doesn't think he's being strategic at all. He just wants to knock Cranium on off his high horse, which is a very Masaru thing to do. Yes. But in the dub, Marcus actually, uh, probably, I think it's Toma, actually agrees that he's being strategic and is the one to explain the supposed strategy of break the shield, lower his defenses, uh, which is really weird and out of yeah. character yeah well he sh- no one should else should should try to break the shield because we know that masara is the strongest one so why would they why would they want to do anything else right just well, have masara punch it why would anyone else even throw attacks just wait just watch just, him. Wa- watch masara punch it he'll do it if everyone stands in the way as human shields for him then we can definitely get this done yeah be distractions it's fine all right everybody join us for the next episode of scum's wish the data squad's finale battle or protect the future that's his final battle and the ultimate farewell. Or a complete conclusion. Farewell, leader of fights. <laughs> Sounds like it's from a different anime. Farewell, leader of fights. <laughs>
That's like a different. But then why does it sound like a different anime? Because <laughs> leader of fights is sounds like a crap anime title. Sounds like a street, like a the king of fighters. A little bit. I also like um, like the it's the final battle, and then there's another episode afterwards. You're like, uh, okay, I guess nothing happens in that one. Well, how how often does Digimon have the last episode just being like a farewell episode? It was once. Okay, good point. Yeah, <laughs> it was good point. one time. Good point. For Weekly Wonders this week, I'm going to say speed skating because I got a pair of speed you skates. You did it last week. No, I said rollerblading last time. That's the time. same thing. I might have said street skating even. You you said speed skating and then by the way, speed skating is great. No, I said street skating. Uh, yeah, but I, but now I actually have street skates. No, you don't use speed skates. I meant speed skates. I, yeah, sure. I mean, I do have street skates. I'm using my original pair for yeah. my street skates. Okay, you like going fast. Okay, yeah, just I, replay I last a, episode if you want to hear the rest of the details I, I got, on this one. I got one. speed skates and they make me go really, 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 really fast except the wheels are like twice as big because they're 105 millimeters or 100. 10 millimeters uh 11 centimeters very large like a normal person what just say centimeters like a normal person they're measured in millimeters because usually they're under a centimeter okay but uh wait they're under a centimeter when they, they yeah i know it's the i think it's i'm not sure what they measure from because usually they're like 70 millimeters like okay. that's that's seven whole centimeters i mean uh sorry they're usually under 10 so they usually said I'm very tired. Anyway, they, they are very large wheels. Okay. And I want to do it again tonight after we're done recording. Um, and uh, I played ukulele, which I, I do recommend. It is fun. And it's sort of like a spiritual spiritual successor to Banjo-Kazooie. And it's got a really bright world and it's really interesting. And the characters are fun. And it's basically Banjo-Kazooie, but with a lot of the characters changed and the theme different. Um, and very much the ex-Rare Studio guys saying how much they hate Microsoft quietly because the bad guys is big corporate. Oh no. Um, however, I just finished playing Mario Odyssey. And Mario Odyssey is such a perfect game in every way that playing another platform right afterwards, I'm feeling all the like, oh, I wish this was like Mario Odyssey. I wish the movement was the same. I wish it was quite just as smooth. I wish Mario Odyssey has the best thing in the world, which is if you have a thought in your mind of, oh, I wonder if if I did this, if that would be interesting. There's always something there for you. There's always some reward for you doing something, just going out of your way to do something interesting. And ukulele doesn't do that. It's all cool. It's all like got a nice busy world and it's got fun stuff to do right but it's just not it's just not that tight in first party nintendo experience i'm sad that the small indie studio couldn't make a tight first party nintendo experience but <laughs> this is where i'm at it's on switch yeah it is it's now on everything yeah it is now it's been on everything else for like months and now it's on switch is it on xbox even though they're making fun of xbox yes uh, not making no fun of xbox him. they're making fun big of corporations microsoft. like microsoft yeah who own xbox yes you can find linked up linked in the description and this week's weekly poll is X Evolution Yggdrasil or Savers Yggdrasil. You can also find our screenshots of the week, our weekly wonders, and this the weekly poll that I just said in the link dump. Our Redbubble is also linked in the description, and you can get more than just shirts there too. You can contact us and stay updated. You can email us at lostintranslation1 at gmail.com, or you can comment on this episode or message us on SoundCloud. You can follow us on Translation on Twitter, and you can find us on Lost in Translation on Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. We have a screen thread on With the Will, and a red thread in the Digimon subreddit, and we would appreciate it if you would review us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and any other podcast listening app that you use. Ratings really assist people finding the podcast, so we'd really appreciate it if you tried to send us a review. Also, we'll read it out in Postman Pat. And we have a website where you can vote in our weekly polls, check out our release schedule, and check out our blog posts. You can also donate to our Patreon, which is linked in the description, from as little as a dollar a month, and that gets you access to Alyssa's Slack chat group. But there are higher levels of more rewards, such as notes, early episodes, and more. And thank you to our Patreon supporters, Sam Krieger, who has a podcast with Stevie called The Moncast, Stevie, who is also Stevie Padman on Tumblr, is currently taking commissions there, Wu Qinglong, who you can find out twitch.tv forward slash Wu Qinglong, Metal Mamemon, Joe, Anime Guy, who is Anime Guy Kurosaki in the number one on YouTube, Chuck Mon, 
Hirolato, who's at Hirolato on Twitter, Jason Morosky, Ryuchi, who's Frostmagic on Archive of Our Own, and Inca.com forward slash Ryden Allen, uh, Stephen Reeves, who's at Wildwing64 on Twitter, Kaidawashi, Mac, Noam, Riku, Chisai, who you can follow at Chisai236 on Tumblr, Kyle, the Lady Bugman, whose anime blog you can find at baguburagu.wordpress.com, Glitchgoat, Asma McCool, Gene Hackmon, who hosts New World Sonata, a sci-fi fantasy audio drama podcast, Matthew, Anthony, who is at Anto Classic on Twitter, Lismet, who is Lechman on Tumblr, Sithobi, Ellie Vorg, who is Ellie Vorg on Tumblr, Sporky McForks and Spoon, who hosts Going Digital, another Digimon podcast, Megan, Kyliak, Neoboo, Jams, The Time Optimist, Silverhead Freak 25, Harvey, Alex, and Nicholas. You can also make one donation on our PayPal, which you found in the description. It's paypal.me slash edgemon. Make sure let's go podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Bye! Bye.